we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. I learned authority at home. Amen. Amen. And it helps me now. I'm afraid of God because I was afraid of my daddy. Amen. And I'm afraid of older men too. I respect older men. I don't ever get into it with them. I don't ever argue with older men. I'm afraid to because of my father. Amen. I'm afraid to argue and disrespect men of God. I don't do that. I don't care what they're doing. Now, if I call them out or call out, and I don't call them out, if I call out what they've done publicly, that's a whole different story. Amen. That's, that's fair game for anybody. But I'm not going to disrespect an older man. A man of God who God has called. That's God. I, God is the only person that can stop him. So I'm not getting, I'm not listening. I'm not interfering. Amen. So I, you know, I, I, I'm, but that's old school now. Folk talk to preachers any kind of way now. They disrespect. If they don't like it, they'll say whatever they want to. They, they don't care no more. And then wonder. They don't even wonder though. Life is trash and they don't wonder. See, if my life is trash, I'm going to wonder. Is anybody going to wonder? I'm going to wonder why my life is trash. And I'm going to pray and ask God, God, why is my life trash? And if God has said, because you treat people like trash, then I'm going to stop. I'm not going to keep treating people like trash if it's turning my life into trash. I mean, does that just make sense? So I'm going to go over it. Hey, I got to be careful what I'm saying and doing because I don't want to disrespect God's call on a person. Amen. Because that's God. Amen. And so, but you learn that from your father. And in some cases, your mother, if your father wasn't there. But if you didn't learn that, look at somebody and say, you better learn it. You better learn it because this is why your life is like it is right here. Authority. If you carry an offense against leadership, We've been dealing with offenses and stuff. So if you carry an offense against leadership, your life's going to show it. If you carry an offense against your father, your mother, your life's going to show it. it you, look at somebody and say, it's going to show. It's going to show. It's going to show in your behavior. It's going to show. It's going to show. Amen. So that's why since I started pastoring, I've been preaching, go make it right. Have I not been preaching that? Go make it right. Amen. And some folks think that is like slapping them in the face. They get an offense against me because they had an offense against someone else that I told them to go get right. And it's not just me. I've been talking to other pastors everywhere, man. Folks trying to, I mean, they will try to shut a church down over an offense they have because they had an offense that you told them to go fix. No, I came here because you the truth behind hip hop dude that go off on everybody. Boy, where did you see that? You just be going in on folks. What? Yeah, yeah. I ain't going in and going off on personal stuff. And so when you come here, I'm going to say, hey, man, you need to go get this right or it's going to sit in your heart or whatever. They get mad. Disappear and then have a problem. 
Now you got a double offense. You came with one, you left with two. The worst part about it is you're not going to just have two. You're going to have three. Because if your offense is against a man of God, your offense is against God. How else are you going to hear the word? How else are you going to know the word? How else are you going to get understanding of the word if you have an offense against the man of God? Look at somebody say authority. Man, I'm preaching here. I don't care how you look at me. Y'all ought to know that by now. It's hard for me today to submit to leadership. Y'all believe that? Anybody, a manager or a supervisor on your job, good gracious. School teacher. Mm, mm, mm. We praying for you. It's, and it's all offenses. It's all offenses. A parent was offended by a teacher when they were younger. So when something happened with their child, they come up there and tear into the teacher to protect their old terrible kid that they know did it because they do it at home. But they're going off on the teacher because of what a teacher did to them years ago. Offenses. On the job, the last job they had, they got fired for no reason. Ain't nobody getting fired for no reason. Stop that. Just stop that. <laughs> so now, when the new boss tell him to do something that's reminiscent of the old boss, he come home crying in the bosom of his wife. I'm going to quit that job now, baby. You got to work. Offense. You said that the last job. Oh, they just treating me so bad. Everybody ain't treating you bad. Maybe you just bad. Maybe everybody's treating you like you are. If it's following you to every job, then it's you. You got the same cry. Every <laughs> same tears. Amen. At some point, you need to outgrow that. Amen. But it's hard for many today to do what? To submit to leadership. Y'all, the church, God, I'm praying for the church. And that's the church globally. I'm praying, y'all, I'm praying that we make it. But it seems like the church without spot or wrinkle just ain't going to have many folks. Because folks don't want. Soon as the pastor offend them, something is wrong with him. Something wrong with his, he, he, his money, the way he do the money, and the way he do this, and the way he just, he's just looking for stuff because of offenses. It's a sad day. It's hard for them to submit to leadership. Amen? We are all under someone's authority. You know that, right? Go outside, wild out, and do whatever you want to do, and watch what happened. Bloop! Authority. Authority. Going to drive up, especially in North Richland Hills. Amen. So we all under someone's authority. You going to submit to authority. Amen. If jail have to teach it to you, you going to learn it. Whether we submit to a spiritual, uh, to spiritual leadership or our own authority, we are under someone. You're going to get checked. Somebody's going to check you or life is going to check you. But you're going to get checked. That's just the way it is. So whether we submit to spiritual leadership or our own authority, we are under someone. Luke 6 and 40 says, a disciple is not above his teacher. Amen. If man didn't say that, 
Luke said that. Luke 6 and 40. A disciple is not above his teacher. But everyone. Some people just watch too many movies, man. I've heard that before. And I don't read the Bible. But everyone, when he is fully trained, will be what? Like his teacher. So that means a teacher is to teach you how to be a teacher. The way we respond to authority dictates our progress in life. You are right now how you respond to authority. That's it. That's it. The way we respond to authority. I would do you a disservice if I brought you in this church and just taught you the trappings of holiness. Had y'all all speaking in tongues, running and diving in the drums and flipping over the organ, all that kind of stuff, but didn't teach you how to respond to authority. If I didn't teach you to go and reconcile with folks, I would do you a disservice. I don't want to be in a church where they flipping like the Blues Brothers and everybody has an offense towards somebody else. Amen. That's the downside, which I never considered. But I'm learning every day. That's the downside of folks packing up and moving to a city for a church. The downside is a lot of folks are moving to get away from stuff. Get away from people. And they want to come set up shop here and then try to use the word against the folks that they left. Then when they are corrected, this is what does it. They're corrected. By the leadership of this church, and it sounds exactly like what the folk, what them folks said before they moved here, they gonna get online and talk about you. Oh yeah, I, I know I can say that because I just preached. Somebody waiting on the rest of the message. This is offering time. Yeah, that's that is what's happening right before your eyes. So you move down here, uprooted. You know, basically told folks off. I'm out of here. You wrong. Jesus said he's going to turn us against our parents. This is what they saying. Because their mamas call me and tell me. Their parents email me and tell me. Their pastors tell me. But that one right there, <laughs> sorry, I, I just tried to help them and they, they bounced. They didn't want to hear what I had to say. So they come down here with that and then it don't take a long time, Elder, does it? We, they just kind of move through the crowd Try to make friends with these folk, these folk, these folk. End up standing up, standing up like a sore thumb because you don't really want to deal with what's wrong. You stand out like a sore thumb, we can see you. It's like you a whole different species. We're just watching you, watching you, watching you. Ain't we watching? We just tell us, oh, yeah, we watching. Finally, it's time for a meet. Let's meet. Well, let's try to help them. Let's talk. Hey, why don't you go work this out? Why don't you give them a call? Why don't you do, you know? And it sounds just like what they were told before they came. Now, there's an offense and they're offended and they're mad. You know, when folks mad, they don't want to see the church continue. So they'll do whatever it takes. And the Bible said in the last days, many will be offended. Then it says they'll begin to betray one another. Folks that say they love you, will betray one another. Then it says betrayal is going to lead to hate. They're going to start hating one another. 
it said the love of many because of these offenses and the, the love of many is going to what? Wax cold. Matthew 24. The last days. Ain't that what we see seeing? That's what we see seeing. Amen. That's why I'm trying to deal with these offenses. Because if they're in your heart, you're not going to make it. My voice is going to sound like somebody scratching on a chalkboard to you. When I start preaching, it's going to sound like spooky, uh, a, a scary movie. I'm going to sound like Pennywise. The, I'm going to sound like the Joker, the new one. <laughs> yeah, that's how you're going to feel. You're going to sit there and be like, oh, it's just something about him. Just, oh, it's just something. That's an offense. I have a rather nice voice. <laughs> that's in your head yeah because the Bible said many many means a lot the way we respond to authority is going to dictate what our progress in life you're going to look around and then nobody likes you the only place you can get friends is virtually on the internet when we can follow God can do what when we can follow a human, God can lead us. You can't follow a human, you can't be led by God. See, somebody don't want to, no, what you, what you saying? I'm saying what I said. If you can't follow a human, how you going to follow God? How you going to follow a God you can't see and you can't follow the one you can see? Somebody mention your daddy name, you start crying. <laughs> but you can't follow him. You can't go and make it up with him. How are you going to make it up with God? How are you going to reconcile, be reconciled to God and you can't be reconciled to your own flesh and blood? Proverbs 11 and 14, where no counsel is, the people are going to do what? Fall. So the devil want to get you in your head, isolated, where you don't trust nobody, you can't follow nobody, you don't have no counsel, so you can what? Fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is what? That just makes, look at somebody say, that just makes sense. That just makes sense. Having someone watching and praying for our progress is key in conquering life's challenges. We all need what? A watchful eye. You can't do it by yourself. Amen. The pastor's job is to watch for the souls of the people. Even if they're throwing javelins at your eye. As a pastor, you have to watch. Hebrews 13 and 17. Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves. For they do what? Watch for your souls. As they that must give an account. So they're watching for you knowing that God's going to hold them accountable for watching for you. That they may do it with joy and not with what? Grief. It's hard to watch for somebody that's grieving you for that is unprofitable to who? You. Observance two is submitting to leadership is necessary because we are all leaders in some way. You submitting to leadership helps you lead your home. If you're a man, you're the leader of your home. If you're an unmarried woman, you're the leader of your home. So you're the leader of your home. So you have to learn submitting to leadership if you expect your home to submit to you. 
Yeah, you let your kids grow up seeing you insubordinate and talking all crazy and all that kind of stuff. Let them grow up seeing that and watch what happens when they come of age. You try to tell them to do something. Yes, yeah, you don't, you can't, your children need to see that you can respect authority. Yeah, they grow up seeing insubordination, they're going to try it. So submitting to leadership is necessary because we are all leaders in some way. Look at somebody and say, learn how to submit. Mm-hmm. If you want to make some money, you're going to learn it. If you want to be in charge of something, you're going to learn it. If you want to be in charge of your house, you're going to learn it. Hearing the consistent word of God or the consistent word of a God-gifted leader is vital for growth and what? The consistent word. So hearing the word is vital for what? Growth and what? Endurance. Romans 10 and 17 says, so then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to hear the consistent word of a God-gifted leader because it's vital for you to grow and for your endurance. When we are our own authority, we contradict God's word and cause our way to be harder. Every time you contradict the word, your way gets harder. Hebrews 13 and 7 says, remember them which have rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation. Amen. So remember those that have rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God. But when you're your own authority, you're going to contradict the word of God. People that avoid leadership and the authority of God's leaders always have a pattern of bad life altering decisions that they are responsible for. Like, dude, your whole life is just jacked from top to bottom. And you still won't listen to nobody. John 16 and 2. They shall put you out of the synagogues. The Bible says in this same time period with the offenses and all this, they're going to put you out of the synagogue. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. So they're going to be bringing destruction to you. And when killing don't mean physical, they're going to be killing you with their words. Trying to destroy you. And think God is telling it, tell them to do it. You know why they think that? Because they're listening to their own thoughts. There is no authority, no leadership there to tell them, say, brother, the Bible said you can't do that. But they're going to avoid leadership. They're going to raise up an army of offended people. And attack the ministry. And attack you. Attack God's people, period in the end time, and then say God is telling them to do it. That's what this scripture just said. That that time cometh. Yeah, because they didn't bounce it off of somebody. Go talk to an older prophet without an agenda, an older preacher without an agenda, without a personal agenda, and see what he say about what you're doing. That's rooted in the word. He's going to say, brother, this ain't lining up with forgiveness. Without leadership, we will see things from an emotional point of view. When it's in your head, it's attached to your heart. 
Amen. It's all connected. So that means your thoughts are connected to the way you feel. It's in your head because you feel that way. And you want to you do it because it's in your head. And in your head, it sounds magnificent. <laughs> it's attached to your feelings. The enemy wants to get that emotional point of view out. Because it's not going to line up with Logos logic. And what he created to do that is social media. So social media, the creators of social media said that the whole like, the like check was created to pull your emotional point of view out. You get a dopamine hit with each check. So they're creating a world based on feelings. That's the only way you're going to create a one world mindset. God set order. He set rules. He set rules for morality. The only way you can change and make everybody think the same thing is to pull their emotional point of view out. That's why when you go on there and say something against something popular, everybody attacks you. From an emotional point of view. It's not about facts anymore. It's about feeling. Right? Feeling is opinion. Amen? And that's why leadership, the devil planned it. Let's get the man out of the home. 1940, 1950, let's get the man out of the home. 1960, let's push the woman to the forefront. The feminist movement. Right? And it just, the progression. So now, the house is uncovered. How do you spoil a man's good? You got to first do what? Let's remove the strong man. Make the woman in charge. The woman is sensitive to spirits and angels and all those kind of things. So what happens in the 1970s? New age movement. New age movement comes. Now false gods, everything. We become a total Greek society, which we are now. Now total emotional society. Everything is based on feeling. If you make me feel bad, I'll sue you. I feel like I'm a man, even though I'm a woman. So you have to treat me like I feel. If I go to the doctor, you got to put me in stirrups and pretend that I'm a woman that you are giving a pap smear to. And if you don't do it, you get sued. You'll lose your license. Where are these doctors at? Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Well, you better get out my stirrups, old crusty leg. You better get your leg off this, off my table. Got it wobbling and everything. Get your man tail up, you man. But that's the way I feel. If I feel that way, you got to treat me how I feel. Yeah, so that's where we are now. Without leadership, everybody sees things from an emotional point. There's no leader on the internet. There's no leader on social media. Everybody's equal. No leader. So folk come on there. Oh, see. But uh, it was designed to exploit mental illness. Most of what you're reading is from someone that is a reject from the real world. Let me stop because I, I just. Yeah, the real world rejected him. They don't fit in. 
The mind ain't right. Stop recording me, Elder. The mind ain't right. The mind ain't right. The mind ain't right. And then when you keep watching it, guess what happens to you? It's a DNA thing. It's cellular. I have proof that as you ingest it, something starts happening to your cellular structure. Things start changing internally. Without leadership! Yeah, and then you get around real people. <laughs> and, and it, you're around real people. And, let me get back on this internet because on this internet, I feel different than I feel around real people. Real people judge me. They see the real me. Without leadership, we will see things from an emotional point of view. It all makes sense. <laughs> it all makes so much sense. And it's all in the Bible. I promise you. Okay. Isolation is the worst way to grow spiritually. I've been telling the heroes this since jump. Get out your head. Isolation, you're going to get in trouble. All of us, every man in here done got in trouble because of isolation. Am I telling the truth? When you separate yourself, see, that's what a wolf is. Y'all don't understand. The whole point of the wolf in sheep's clothing, y'all heard that phrase, right? The wolf in sheep's clothing in Christianity is the person that separates sheep from the flock. Because when you separate, separate a sheep from the flock, you separate the sheep from his safety. And you isolate him. Once he's isolated, isolated, you can mess with his mind. Right? Then the next time he gets in the flock, he don't fit in because now he's thinking different than the rest of the flock. Yeah. They do that at church. Yeah, it's folks that was in here. You talk to them like, what, what happened to you? They got isolated. Wolf moved them away, told them some stuff, pushed them back. Now they just, that's what a wolf does. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. So isolation. Man, I'm preaching in here today. Isolation is the worst way to grow spiritually because once you're isolated, you're in your own thought process. You don't have nobody to balance you out. You don't have nobody to help you. You don't have nobody to talk to. You don't have nobody to straighten you out. You're just on a thought, on a thought thing that's going to take you away from the flock, from your own safety. The shepherd ain't doing nothing but trying to help you and lead you to the right place. What is wrong with you? That's, the shepherd is just trying to get you where you need to go. Now you hate the shepherd because you got isolated by a wolf in sheep's clothing. You can't even receive what you used to receive. And here's the thing. They tell you about somebody who has blessed you and helped you. Were you blessed and helped? So now all of a sudden the blessing and the helping, it, it's all out the window now because somebody told you something? Were you blessed and helped? If you were blessed and helped, then What? But isolation is the worst way to grow spiritually. Man, once they separate you, get you, they got you. And the crazy thing is, you don't even know what's going on. You really don't. You don't know what's going on. If you were to trust God, then 
you'd be all right. But if you're trying to figure it out and you don't know what's going on, you don't have, you're not informed. I can't make a decision on gossip. I, if I make a decision on gossip, I just know I'm going to, I'm going to regret that decision because I don't know what's going on. That's what gossip is. That's the definition. People talking and don't know what's going on. When we attempt to grow under our own authority, we end up doing what? We end up out of context of scripture and seeing God in a more human light. When you see God from the eyes of a fellowship with a shepherd, you understand God's leadership and how he leads people. You see people worship, which is a high sign of respect and honor and adoration. You begin to keep God where he belongs, where he's supposed to be, and that is God. But when you isolate yourself and talk to him all the time, over time, he'll just become your homie. Like, he started out up here, but the more you just build that personal Jesus relationship, and it's just me and you, me and Jesus, me and my Jesus. I mean, folk that say me and my Jesus, oh, bruh, you're making me worry. And the more they do that, the more they do it, then they start seeing him. I saw him. He, he came and touched me while I was praying. And then I saw him. Me and him read the word together. He was turning the pages. The Bible says if you see him anywhere but lightning coming out of the east, that's not him. When he comes back, everybody, boy, lightning. Look at somebody say lightning. Can lightning turn pages? No, ain't no, ain't no thunderstorm happening in your study. No, he's not with you reading. The, spiritually, maybe, but you, don't, you ain't seeing him. And I, but that's what happens. The more isolated you become, man, you just, next time we see you, you got a long white, you done turn into Rip Van Winkle. Long white beard and sandals. And, bro, what's wrong with you? Oh, I've been with the Lord. <laughs> Did he give you them clothes? But that wasn't the Lord, brother. That was half off half manager. <laughs> I'm sorry. I took a shot at half off half. What these folk on the front row. Now, wait a minute, Pastor. I got this, this right here. They got the ABC shirt. They have everything. And it's half off. <laughs> I'll never forgive half off half. Never, because when I went, they was giving out iPods. Selling iPods and standing in line to get one. And I got one, get the iPod, find out you can't load no songs on it. You got to listen to what's already on it. I said, boy, what in the world is this? Well, they all just, you know, you just... Pick one and cross your fingers. This is a country western one. Yeah. And then they had a section of polos. Ralph Lauren. So I went and got some of those. They all had knife, knife holes in them. It's like, what are, now who was wearing this? Knife slits? So I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all may find a, a value there, but I'm scarred. I have an offense. <laughs> against half off half. That's an offense. When we attempt to grow under our own authority, we end up out of context of scripture, seeing God in a more human light. He become your dog, your homeboy. He just, y'all just, who you walking with? 
You don't see him? <laughs> Let me move on. Let me move on. <laughs> no, don't just dap me up. Now, now, now he's offended. You just gonna, you just, you ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> you done went crazy in your own head. Cause you don't have nobody to tell you, hey, bro, that, that's not Jesus. Proverbs 18 and 1. Whoever isolates himself seeks what? So that, that's the most selfish person in the world that isolates himself. It's not fair to the people that love you. You're being unfair and selfish when you isolate yourself. So you're going to refuse to give people opportunity to help you grow? And then one, ooh, the shaking lip. <laughs> everything, man, everything just always messed up. I would have killed myself. Get around somebody. Won't you talk? Don't write it in a note and then shoot yourself. Talk. Isolation, man. Proverbs 18 and 1. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desires. He breaks out against all. How much sound judgment? We attempt to bring God to our level because we have no example of authority to show us how to relate to his position. So we only have a perspective of someone being higher. So it messes up how we see God and we bring him too low. Isaiah 55 and 8. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways. What? My way. Man, I ain't like you. You dirty little human. God ain't like you. Look at the last thing you did. It was trash. God don't do trash. He's not like you. You can't bring him to your level. You live up to his level. And if you're going to be one with him, you got to accept who he calls, ordains, and puts over you. Can't have God without the word. He is the word. In the beginning was the word and the word what? Was God. This is dangerous because we start making Christianity what we want it to be since there is no one to keep us within the boundaries of God's way. Now you're just doing stuff, posting stuff, saying stuff, and then saying it's God. Romans 1 and 21. Because when they knew and recognized him as God, they did not honor and glorify him as God or give him thanks. So what did they do? But instead they became futile and godless how? In their thinking. Vain imagination. Imagining God is right here talking to you. Getting his nails done with you. Vain, imag vain imaginings. Foolish what? reasoning just amplified foolish reasoning dude you crazy listen to you you sound foolish i don't do nothing unless i ask god first god should i eat this cereal this morning okay okay thank you lord thank you you, you coming you want some okay thank you thank you lord thank you thank you lord thank you thank you lord thank you lord thank you thank you thank you thank you for telling me everything to do thank you everything to do Everything I do, you, you tell me. Thank, thank, thank you, Lord. Thank. You crazy! You crazy! You crazy! Crazy! Man, do you know how crazy you are? And then you get online and post it. 
And then you get them four or five people liking it. They crazy. Everybody crazy on your channel. You got the crazy channel. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And stupid speculations. Now you're speculating. <laughs> now you're observing stuff from a dumb mind. Oh, donkey brain. You crazy. <laughs> you stupid. Stupid speculations. And their senseless minds were darkened. You're just crazy. Should I get a job, Lord? Should I get a job? I don't have no money. Should, should, should. Okay, Lord. Okay. I, thank you, Lord. Thank, thank for telling me that. You know, thank, thank for telling you had authority over you, brother. That, that wouldn't even, you, you'd have been known that. He, he first, he would address your mustiness because you don't have no money to even clean. Get clean. Am I musty? Is that what I'm smelling? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. For, <laughs> thank you. Y'all know it's people like that for real. They cried. Oh, and the internet will let them get an account. Instagram ain't going to ask no question. Facebook, they ain't going to ask no question. They just let them fill it out. Fill, fill out the form. Just, 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 just post. And post that foolishness. <laughs> just crazy. And then some of y'all just watching it. First you laughing and joking. Ah, he crazy, crazy. Then you just. <laughs> Maybe I need to make a serial time because stupid speculations. And their senseless minds were what? Just darkened. Summary! To be more godly in 2020, we must fight against our society's self-willed mentality. So many today are growing up without good parental authority, and this is causing people to turn to themselves, their old crazy selves, as their own authority. The only person they ask before they do anything. When people are offended by leadership, they will turn to their own authority as well. Being the only person you trust is a... You know, I got some state school workers in here. Am I telling the truth in here? You done dealt with folks like that, haven't you? Yeah. Bad position to be in. Many are being afflicted due to delusional beliefs and customized religions, which in turn makes people suffer because their decisions are what? Just not sound. We need counsel, advice, and examples of how people work through situations. Certainly, the Bible provides plenty of these examples. And one can study those and learn from them. However, without leadership and a mature teacher rightly dividing the word, we will be unbalanced in our thinking, which will lead to turmoil in our what? Decision making. How many of your things got better once you listen to somebody? How many of your things got better when you plugged in the here and listen to somebody? Everyone needs an authority a person to teach them the word and the right application of it. Amen? Y'all, this is the difference between David and Saul, in case you didn't know. They was both kings, and they both sinned. David sinned worse. He did worse, but because he was a man after God's own heart, God loved him, forgave him, and promoted him. Why? Because he was a man. Did you hear the part about the man after? Do you know what that means? That don't mean you're not going to sin. Because everybody's going to sin. That's not what it meant. They both sinned. But one of them wanted to do it his way. And the other one wanted to do it God's way. That's the difference. 
David did what he did because God wanted it. Saul did what he did. He did to be promoted. He was worried about looks. He wanted to be famous. He wanted to be famous in the land. So he would please the people so the people would like him so he could get exalted by the people. God would come and be like, but what about what I said? Well, I did it this way because the people. He wanted the people's approval. He wanted to be known, seen, famous. David wanted the heart of God. Which one ended up more famous? David. God designed it this way so we would balance the need for others. We would be balanced. So we would balance the need for others. We have to have the need for others. There are things you can learn on your own, right? You can learn some stuff on your own. But there are also things you will never learn on your own. Yeah, people come tell me, man, I've been praying for God, man. I don't know how to get a job. I've been praying for the job. I've been praying for the job. You don't need to talk to God about that. You need to talk to somebody that's good at getting jobs. Yeah. <laughs> that made too much sense. And folks ready to leave, they, oh, Lord, he done got all. God, so I can't tell God all about my problem. You can tell God whatever you want. But God going to point you to somebody that's good at it. Remember what I said last week? Everything God does in earth, he does through who? People. There are things you can learn on your own, but there are also things you will never. That's why you got to stand still right now because you won't listen to nobody. You're never going to learn it on your own because God desires for you to learn from who? Others. God desires for you to go apologize to your daddy, reconcile with him because he knows stuff you need to know. And you can't go no further until he tells you. Until he tells you, you can read all the books, you can Google all you want, you can Wikipedia, you can do all of that, try to be like, no, 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 because the way you relate to him is the way you relate to God. So God is going to make sure you go get it right with him so that he can unlock the rest of your life. I feel the anointing of God on this message right here. This is why forgiveness reconciliation, love, and self-control are taught so fervently in Paul's writings. These things keep us in good standing with those that God has called to lead us and teach us. Ephesians 4 and 11, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and what? Making you better, better find the body of Christ. Till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth, see, he gave you all this so you don't be children, tossed to and fro, cared about with everything you read on the internet. Everything somebody tells you, everything somebody preaches to you, everything you pick up and read. Some of y'all, y'all book library is crazy. You don't need to be reading some of that stuff. Amen. You know, I, you know I, 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 my heart goes out to the people that died in the, in the wreckage and Kobe Bryant and all of that, whatever. But, man, I started looking at some of the stuff Kobe was into. Kobe was into witchcraft. His wife was Santeria, and he practiced witchcraft. He practiced it. He wrote children's books full of witchcraft. How to get, use spells to be better basketball players. Real spells. I pray that whatever was going on on that plane gave him time to repent. Whatever. I, I don't know where he is. I'm not going to say that. 
But I'm telling you what he was into. Witchcraft. And when you're into witchcraft, they can time your death. When you're into witchcraft. That's what witchcraft is. Yeah, that's what demons do. It's a network. They all talk to each other. That's how they get information about you. In the network. And they can kill you. Yeah, a friend of mine was in it. He was one of the highest people in the, in the organization globally. And that's what they would do. They would get information. All you got to do is practice witchcraft, go practice some kind of way, get involved some way, and they'll, they'll, they'll do it. They'll, they'll, they can pick your time of death. He said every now and then, you know, they, they, they couldn't because somebody had confessed Christ or something way deep down in their heart, way down in there. And God said, you won't let them. But he said, for the most part, yeah, if you out of the wheel like that, you out there wilding with witchcraft, they'll use you as a sacrifice for something bigger. You don't have to clap, and I'm not trying to offend nobody. He was cold-blooded. He was a great ba- basketball player, and I hope he got it right. I'm just telling you, those books are still on the shelf. Keep your kids away from them. That's my job. Till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God into a perfect man. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the slight of man, men taking advantage of your mental illness and cunning craftiness. Men taking advantage of your issue and your offense. They're crafty and they're lying in wait to do what? Deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him, what? In all things, which is the head, even Christ. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. It's how God wants us to look like a whole body, every part fitly joined, working together. He maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Everyone stand to your feet. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. Man, we got legs under us, feet under us. We stand in firm, planted like a tree by the rivers of living waters. Like old folks used to say, I shall not be moved. Like a tree planted by the rivers of water, I shall not be moved. Yeah, but that's how we have to be. Do y'all know we're in the last days? So all the true church perspectives that you've been hearing, they leading up to now. We've been talking about this since we started. This day was coming. We're in the last days, so we got to make sure we are planted, rooted, and grounded. Make sure there are no offenses in our hearts that's keeping us from being planted, rooted, and grounded. Not giving the devil any bait. Not giving him an opportunity. Amen? I intend to see Jesus when he returns. Anyone else? I intend. Keep your hands up. Everyone just lift your hands and let's just go before him. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this word. Our hands up. This is our surrender. We surrender to you. We surrender to truth. We surrender to the time that we're living in, understanding that, God, even though things are getting wicked, this is your time. This is your harvest time. This is your time for us to be the light and the salt of the earth, the light, Father God, that will draw people out of darkness. But before we can be that light and before we can be that salt, We need to become light and become salt. So I pray right now, Father God, that you forgive us all, that you heal us all, that you deal with the offense, deal with what hurt us, 
deal with who hurt us, whatever the case is, so we can be reconciled to our brothers and sisters, to our mothers and fathers, to our friends and neighbors, to whoever. We can be reconciled to them so that it will enable us to be fully reconciled to you. When we stand praying, we want to be able to forgive those that hurt us so that you will hear our prayers. So I pray right now against all offenses. I pray right now against all bad motives and all judgmental spirits, religious judgmental spirits. person that judges others like that is really judging themselves. They see their condition in other people, and they judge them. God, Father, forgive us for that. Forgive us for pointing fingers and forgive us for all of these things that we consider small sins and little sins. And you said that those are the ones that you hate in Proverbs. So in discord. So God, we just pray right now, you forgive us for all of that. Let the offense in us be broken. Let us break the power of it from over our lives so it will no longer dictate the way we respond to leadership. Heal us, Lord. Deliver us. Set us free so that we can be fully engaged with you. We can have intimacy with you, Lord, and we can know you better so that we will be more godly in 2020. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.